News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Uh, Colm Henry, uh, Chief Clinical Officer with the HSE, uh, joins us. Colm, lots to get through. Do you want to respond to what Kira was saying there? Uh, well, definitely we're seeing a surge in viruses mainly uh, this winter. We do see that every winter. Uh, um, and we're seeing, um, for the second successive year, a big peak in RSV earlier than we would have. Um, still not quite peaked yet, but we think it's topping out soon at uh, 611 cases, recorded lab-confirmed cases, and the latest uh, late week 47, as we put it. So, yes, we're seeing a constellation of viruses. And, of course, we see the concern over streptococcus. Worth noting, uh, Shane, when we look at streptococcus, the great majority of cases are mild infections, sore throat. People are used to that. The scare currently relates to what's invasive group A streptococcus, which is a very rare condition. Yeah. And, and the, the numbers we've seen so far this year still haven't reached pre-pandemic levels. So it's important to put uh, the, the, the concerns people have in perspective. OK. Um, did we make a mistake? And I don't want to dwell too much on this, but did we mistake in locking down for too long? Well, and is that what's causing the problem now? Bear in mind where we were when I was in this studio or not in this studio when this, the studio was locked down a couple of years ago. We had no vaccine. We had no immunity against the virus. We were an immune-naive population. We saw what happened when the disease, when the virus ran rampant, uh, and, that, uh, and that happened in North of Italy and, and China, is that it was a, a disease, that, a virus that caused a high level of illness, that converted to high level of hospitalizations in ICU and hosp- healthcare systems which were overrun in the absence of a vaccine. So that's where we were then. Thankfully, in this country now, 96% coverage with the primary vaccine course yeah. has given us a, a big... No, lockdown uh, one, fair enough, but like lockdown two, there was a fairly long lockdown two as well and three I think from memory as well Yeah I, I, look it, it's for others to say uh, to judge as to whether or not uh, here or abroad which uh, uh, before the vaccine system came in how long those uh, lockdowns were appropriate but it's the vaccine that came on and the high level of engagement and uptake in this country that allowed us to emerge in that lockdown Okay uh, tell us you have um, written the HSE has written uh, to schools uh, following uh, the, the, the very uh, tragic death of a four year old uh, from uh, Strep A. What are you seeing in the, in these letters to, to schools? Well, what we're seeing, Shade, is, as I said earlier, put this in perspective. There's a lot of viral infections circulating now. It's a cold snap coming on now. Uh, that will mean even more uh, circulating viral infections. And the, the advice we're giving uh, parents is to, again, that cough, coughing, sore throat, fever, stay at home. Um, and that's good advice to stop the transmission of viruses, which are much more common. Um, we're also advising um, people to get vaccinated, including uh, the flu vaccines available for those aged between 2 and 17, because influenza does happen among children. And of course, we know that it can spread from children to more vulnerable parts of the population. Uh, there is no, uh, regarding streptococcus, we're reminding parents this is a, a common bacteria. We usually see it in spring, early summer. Uh, we're, we're seeing a, a, an increased number of cases now of this invasive type, which is very, very rare and remains very rare. And as I said, hasn't reached levels yet uh, that we saw pre-pandemic. And um, But we're uh, advising uh, to p- to people to put this in perspective, that uh, to, to look up the HC website for advice, if needs be, to go to their GP should they be concerned, and the emergency department as a last resort should the child be extremely sick. Can our hospital system cope with this? Well, we're seeing this on top of uh, the concern of this play on top of existing pressures in the hospitals, particularly paediatric units with regard to RSV. So yes, our paediatric units are currently under pressure, no doubt about that. We saw this last 
last year with a surge of RSV cases that came earlier than we expected and peaked at a five-year high last year and we're heading the same way this year. So, yeah, currently a lot of pressure. Our, our experience last year with RSV was it, it disappeared quite quickly and, 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 the, and our, our ability to manage in children's hospitals reverted to normal business quite quickly. OK, um, there was a talk in the last couple of days about uh, antibiotics being given uh, to kids who had come into contact uh, with a, a strep A case. H- has a decision been made on that, uh, Colin? Our public health authorities, as with any outbreaks, will always make a judgment as, as to how to deal with any outbreak. What, 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 uh, what we've seen so far in this country, uh, 55 cases of invasive streptococcus this year. Um, 16 of those are in the paediatric population. And we've seen, as has been reported, one tragic death. In the UK, you mentioned nine, nine uh, deaths, all of which are tragic in a, in a childhood population, but a very rare condition. And, and what, what our public health teams will do is they'll assess any, if there's an outbreak or a constellation of cases of this very rare condition, they'll look at the immediate uh, surrounding area, the, 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 whether it's a school or classroom, and they'll make a judgment as, as to whether giving antibiotics to healthy children will be of any benefit to them. Uh, that, 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 that is a weapon in their arsenal, but not one that is readily used because antibiotics are a two-edged, double-edged sword that can cause harm yeah. to uh, there's also uh, reports today uh, concerns about a potential shortage in penicillin. Um, uh, is that a worry or what's your take on that? Not based on current usage. Certainly if we saw a surge of use of penicillin or antibiotics way beyond appropriate levels, um, we could see a shortage, but not a concern for us at the moment. Okay. Um, parents are obviously worried. Look, we all worry about our kids all of the time. Um, what would your message be to, to, to parents today, in rela- particularly in relation to, to strep A? And I suppose is also in relation to RSV. Okay, strep A, the invasive type that we're seeing publicised in papers, very, very rare. And as I said, the, the numbers of cases we're seeing still haven't reached pre-pandemic levels. So it's very rare. Um, but it is very common are those viral infections we talked about and Kira alluded to at the beginning. These are common infections that we see every single winter uh, season. And what we're seeing to people is, uh, is uh, look up the HC website. There's lots of information about coughs and conditions, uh, sore throats and how to manage them, how to st- stay at home if the child has a cough, fever, sore throat. Um, We'd urge people to get vaccinated, as I said, and go to your GP if your child is getting worse, feeding difficulties, a dry nappy for 12 hours or more, or protracted high temperature. And the emergency department, of course, for those for urgent or emergency cases, should the GP so determine, or should your child become acutely unwell with breathing difficulties, um, blue discoloration or something that indicates okay. very severe disease. Okay, good advice. Uh, just a couple of things before we let you go, uh, Colm. Um, the Irish Examiner reporting today, the plan to reduce hospital waiting lists is running behind target despite improvements in some areas that the Health uh, Oireachtas Committee was uh, told that yesterday. 897,000 people on waiting lists, including 98,000 uh, children. Um, that's pretty awful. That's a pretty awful performance isn't it? It's bad but it's getting better Shane. Uh, we had a really tough, uh, the lockdown had multiple effects as, as you and your and, and Kira said earlier on and one of it was that we had to we had to suspend scheduled services a number of times because we had to keep up with high numbers of COVID admissions both to hospitals and of course intensive care units earlier this year. Huge numbers presenting at the time even though the variant wasn't as, as, as serious as previous variants. But we are catching up. We set ourselves the targets that reached that 98% of those would no, uh, people for outpatients would wait no longer than 18 months. We're at 82%. Same with inpatient DK, day cases. Much better with uh, scopes. There are investigations. People get done to look into their stomach or bowels. We reached about 97% of our target of less than, less than 12 months waiting. We need to do better. 
Yeah. And we're looking into this coming year, uh, increasing capacity, new pathways, more healthcare professionals on board. But just want to acknowledge that Kudshin, all those healthcare teams in the past few months who've worked to catch up, working Saturdays, weekends, late hours to try and catch up on those waiting lists. Okay, speaking of working Saturdays, uh, the new uh, consultants contract, a lot to commend in it, um, uh, including longer working hours, longer working week. Uh, it's a it's a good salary for, for those who, who focus only on public uh, service. Um, do you expect many of private sector uh, consultants, private practice consultants to take up this? Well, we're, this contract is always directed at those applied in public hospitals. Yeah. Certainly, I hope and I would advise that people would take it up. This contract recognises the fact that healthcare is now seven over seven. And, and a contract, the previous contract, which is five over seven, is, is no longer fit for purpose in a healthcare system that needs to leverage all its resources. Well, it's, 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 a, it's, a great, it's a great contract. There's no doubt about it. My question is, will consultants take it up, though? Well, each will judge based on their, the new, new consultants will take it up whether existing consultants that each make their own individual judges based on whatever their interests are, I would certainly be urging people to take it up. Okay. Uh, just before I let you go, final question. I mean, you're, you're Chief Clinical Officer with the HSE. Given all we've spoken about, are you, are you worried about the coming winter? Uh, we, we have been worried. Uh, we, but to go back a few months, people were worried about Armageddon, that it was going to be a twindemic, we were going to be overrun. It's going to be tough, and it is tough, and, and there's always unexpected twists and turns. That's the nature of healthcare. It's never steady state. Okay, Colm Henry, Chief Clinical Officer with the HSE. Thank you for coming into News Talk Breakfast this morning.